everyone watches more than five hours of television. Really? And that's not counting mobile viewing. Get Dish TV and make that time worth it. With Dish, you can get hundreds of channels, access to all kinds of sports, tons of movies, premium channels, and more. Another thing that's really cool with Dish is you can watch most of your favorite shows on your mobile device anywhere for a lot less than cable. Yes, that's right. We are asking you to watch more TV and not less TV, but make it better television with Dish this time, anytime, anywhere. So call right now and learn how easy it is to save on your television bill and get the most out of your TV viewing experience. Dial that number and I promise you we're here waiting for your call because we want to save you money and give you better television. We are Dish TV. 800-293-0328 That's 800-293-0328 Welcome to Sports Econ 101, the show where we discuss sports topics from a business perspective. I'm your host, Edward Brown, along with my co-host, Russell Jackman. We will have a special guest coming on in the next segment after our two little two minute little intro here. Excuse me. Uh, at each commercial break, we're going to ask a sports trivia question. And in honor of our guest, who's a sports agent, Steve Baker, I figured we covered the NFL because that seems to be his uh, his specialty. Uh, so when we come back, I do want to ask him about uh, I saw a little article about running backs and how we're not seeing increases in pay compared to other positions on he should be uh, um, he, should, he should have com- some comments on that. Um, and then uh, also a little bit about John Morant and uh, his suspension got uh, got increased, and I guess, because of all the gun violence out there. So I want to see if that's going to be a wake up call for him. And uh, what you guys think are, about Chris Paul going to the Warriors and whether or not he's going to be uh, seeing much playing time. Or is this maybe his last chance to, um, you know, get a get a championship? All right. Uh, this segment of Sports Econ 101 is sponsored by Pacific Private Money, still providing mortgage investments currently yielding over 7% secured by real estate. Actually, they pay anywhere from 7 to 9%, depending upon how much you invest. Uh, no clients ever lost money. You should check them out at PacificPrivateMoney.com. Uh, Russell, you want to say any quick things before we cut to our break? Um, yeah, we also are on the eve of the All-Star game the uh uh mlb all-star game tonight i know yes. it's air on saturday but uh we're we're we uh, we had uh the home run derby last night and the that i am 55 years old and it is the 55th uh uh home run derby in a row that i've not seen yeah <laughs> i've never i've never seen a home run derby i always forget that it's on and i really don't care who wins yeah, I mean it's kind of fun to to to, to watch, you know, the the uh, the, the moonshots. But uh, yeah, I don't know. For some reason, I guess when it first started, it was pretty exciting. But after that, uh, yeah, not so much. Okay, all right. Let's stay tuned. Sports Econ One Hundred and One. We'll be right back with our uh, our special guest. Not with those and comments. Yeah. No, no, no. That's right. That'll be coming later on. Stung is here to fill a void we all long for. The sound of the police live. Dedicate to all the lovelies out there. This San Francisco Bay Area band has quickly made a buzz, wowing audiences at the hottest area nightclubs and events around the Bay. 
Stung. Having even been blessed by a sit-in performance by police founder, drummer Stuart Copeland, this trio of gifted musicians have established themselves as the premier police experience. Stung. Stung remain dedicated to bringing back that authentic sound that audiences have missed for so long. The sound of the early, the original, the police. So come and see for yourself. Come and get Stung. May 6th in Antioch and June 16th in Walnut Creek. Go to StungLive.com for details. Are you looking for a safer way to invest? The Freedom Fund at Pacific Private Money offers flexible investing opportunities. I'm Mark Honf, CEO of Pacific Private Money, and I invite you to hear what Tim has to say about our Freedom Fund. Pacific Private Money provides my ideal balance of security and liquidity, giving me steady monthly income at a profitable RA, backed by solid real estate holdings. The Freedom Fund earns nearly seven times the return available from the best bank savings account and still allows me access to my money as needed. I personally prefer investing with a trustworthy company backed by real estate than the volatile upsets of the stock market. You, too, can be earning consistent returns on your savings or retirement accounts. Give us a call to learn more. 415-926-4444, 415-926-4444, or visit us at PacificPrivateMoney.com. Six Friends one outrageous idea and a chance to make their dreams come true. Transcendence Theatre Company invites you to go The Full Monty, Broadway's hit musical comedy. July 28th through August 20th at Beltane Ranch in Sonoma Valley. You'll see why an evening at Transcendence is the best night ever. The Full Monty in wine country. Get your tickets now at bestnightever.org. Mountain Mike's Pizza in San Rafael is open for both takeout and delivery. So if you want pizza the way it ought to be, call us at 415-454-4300 or go to mountainmikesanrafael.com and order online. You can either pick up your fabulous pizza or we can deliver it to you. Our dough and shredded cheese are made fresh daily. So call 415-454-4300 or go to mountainmikesanrafael.com and order your pizza. Welcome back to Sports Ecom 101. I'm Edward Brown along with Russell Jackman. Our special guest who's been on a number of times, Steve Baker, sports agent, uh, or I should say sports agent, comma, Steve Baker. Steve, how are you today? Um, thank you for the comma. I'm doing great. Yeah. <laughs> the comma and the comment. Yes. Um, so first, Steve, tell us what's going on in uh, in your life now, because, uh, you know, football season is going to be fast approaching, and, and that's kind of your specialty, isn't it? Well, I'm still recovering from the end of succession. But, uh, oh, yeah. But now, that it's, now, now that it's been a month, uh, I uh, uh, football is beginning to pick up and uh, looking forward to watching the All-Star game tonight, although in the statement of the lack of positive marketing from Major League Baseball. I was looking at the starting lineups in the paper this morning, and it's sort of scary that I'm in the business and don't recognize half the names, which is, I think, a testament to that Major League Baseball needs to be doing something about marketing something besides besides Shosei Otani. But uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. And uh, Mike Trout does. Uh, didn't he get put on the injured list? 
I think Mike Trout is injured. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, you know, again, I, I love baseball. Um, my first love in sports was baseball. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, the fact that Mike Trout could walk into um, a Macy's um, up here this afternoon and no one would recognize him yeah. shows that there's something wrong with the marketing that uh, baseball is performing. And yet, oh. this is the only this is the only real competitive of the big three sports. This is the only real competitive East versus West showdown that you have anymore, because the NBA. Oh, I, I I don't think there's I don't think there's an All Star game that compares to the Major League Baseball All Star game because it's it doesn't you know, anymore. Um, in ba- in basketball it's basically an hour of no defense with with one team yeah. winning one ninety five to one ninety two. And the Pro Bowl should be played on sand rather than on on a sports. Well, they don't. They're, they're not even doing that anymore. They're, they're talking yeah. about flag football for the Pro Bowl. But the yeah. problem with yeah. the NBA All Star Game is that there's no East versus West anymore. It's those two oh, weird yeah. teams where you yeah. have yeah. you know captains picking where they pick teams the teams. There's no identity. Yeah, I, I thought that was, I thought that was a terrible innovation. But uh, I hate it too. I, but I, I love Steph be- Curry and watching Steph Curry win the MVP two years ago was pretty fun. But but he, he would probably do that anyway, no matter what team he was on. But there's just that that loss of identity of East versus West, where you can't just tune in and say, "Oh, I want to see you know my team play, you know my players play," because you have no idea what team they're on. Especially this last year, where they didn't pick teams till the very last second for the All Star game for basketball, they didn't pick the players till the actual, you know, day of the game itself or right before the game started itself. I just thought that was an awful idea because you really want to be able to know who you're going to be watching on the floor. And at least with the uh, major league all-star game, you know, who is going to be playing tonight. Yeah. You know, it's going to be a sandlot type of uh, thing when we were kids, you know, you just, you pick everyone lines up and you start picking them. Well, it's fun to see whether, LeBron James will pick Kyrie Irving or whether uh, Steph Curry will pick Jordan Poole if Jordan Poole ever sees a game. But uh, I agree with you. I I would prefer it be uh, based on uh, conferences. How much of the Jordan Poole, speaking of Jordan Poole, how much of the Jordan Poole trade had to do with the whole Draymond thing? What do you think? Again, the, the Warriors have done a wonderful job of not letting anything really get out. Um, I, I think the Draymond thing is more a manifestation of the problem the team was obviously having integrating pool. Um, um, you know, the Warriors, if you look back over the last decade, I can't find an organization that's been more um, competent in making decisions. Yet, uh, clearly, the decision to extend pool last year was a major faux pas by the team. Yeah, I mean, he started off like a house on fire, uh, you know, very similar to like Jonathan Kaminga kind of sort of, he sort of, well, Kaminga kind of sort of faded, you know, he just, I guess maybe his defense just wasn't that good. And, uh, you know, hopefully he'll mature because he's, he's only been in for a little while now. I mean, you know, Kaminga put more under the James Wiseman category that they drafted Mm. very young players. And when you draft very young players, you can't expect them to succeed for several years. Um, Jordan Poole is a whole different story. I mean, Jordan Poole looked like he was going to be um, the Steph Curry of the next yeah. uh, mm-hmm. next incarnation of the Warriors. The problem with that is 
he certainly wasn't going to be the Steph Curry of the current Warriors, number one. And number two, you know, we've never seen a Steph Curry before, so it's unlikely we're going to see a Steph Curry right after. You know, it's funny. That reminds me, uh, you know, Montana, right after Joe Montana, you had Steve Young. And even though they were different players, I mean, you had one Hall of Famer right after another. So, eh, I mean, again, they they played differently. Um, but see, we we got a few more minutes before our, our first commercial break. Uh, what's happening with you? With um, you know, because now, if I remember correctly, your specialty is the NFL, right? Because I mean, you well, do. I, I my 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 main business is being a an agent slash lawyer for NFL players. Okay. But I'm involved in a number of other projects that are business related in sports that keep me busy. Um, I used to also teach law school. And uh, so I, I try to keep my hands in a lot of different things. Okay. Uh, can, can you share some of your projects or is it, is it too early? Um, you know, one project I just started working on last week is um, through a friend of mine. I'm, a friend of mine is trying to put together a, a documentary on the influence of moms on NFL players. Oh, that's cool. Um, there's, another pro- there's another project I'm working on relating to um, – um, relating to a potential miniseries involving the Raiders um, where uh, a, a good friend of mine who used to uh, run personnel for the Raiders wrote a book about the Raiders and we're trying to produce that into a movie. So, I mean, so I'm involved in some fun things. And then, uh, and then off the, off the field, I've fallen in love with pickleball over the last month. Oh, yeah. That's a whole nother story. <laughs> I, I, I'll tell you, I had one of the most unique experiences in my life because I'm, I'm, I'm friendly with Rick Barry, the hall of famer. Yeah. And Rick Barry has become a champion pickleball player. Really? So two weeks ago, we were doing a back and forth text for an hour about pickleball. Huh. And I absolutely couldn't believe, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm not sufficiently, I'm, I'm, I, I realize I haven't completely become uh, uh, immune to, to stardom in that I can't believe I'm sitting back there uh, discussing pickleball with Rick Barry. <laughs> well, he's so tall that, well, he's not that tall, but I mean, generally speaking, he can cover a lot of court. Yeah, but he, so guess, he's an amazing athlete, so. and, uh, and 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 you have to serve underhanded, and as we know, things underhanded, he's particularly talented at. Yeah, that's true. So Russell, you found something I don't that mean he underhanded in terms of morality. I mean underhanded in terms of shooting foul shots. Yeah, I know, I know what you mean. Russ, go ahead. You you found something that he likes other than golf, because we that's when we met yeah. Rick Barry ourselves was at the uh, golf tournament a couple of years ago. I, I also had a question for you, Steve, about, about Garoppolo, since you are doing something on the Raiders and what your thought is yeah. on whether Garoppolo is going to fit in with, uh, with Las Vegas. Um, I think, I think Garoppolo is a very good quarterback. So I think it's likely, I, I don't really understand why Carr didn't, to be honest, because I think, Carr and Garoppolo are similar in that they're very good quarterbacks, but not premium quarterbacks. Um, but I, I, I think Garoppolo is, is an extremely talented quarterback. I mean, bottom line is he took um, the Niners to, a, to one Super Bowl and, and almost took them to another. I mean, there's very few people who have those kind of skills. Hmm. Okay. Hey, guys, the durability to last with, with the Raiders. The Raiders didn't give Carr a lot of protection. And um, Garoppolo already has a, a you know a, a catalog of injuries. Um, right. Do you think he can make all uh, seventeen games next year? I mean, history history shows that that's unlikely, and that in the past yeah. he's been you know he's certainly been injury prone. Yeah. Um, I mean, we've seen in the past. I mean, 
there there are many players. One one player that comes to my mind immediately is a guy like Phil Sims, who early in his career was always injured, and by the end of his career, he was an Iron Man. Gotcha. Hey, so, hey, uh, hey, Steve, hold on, hold on to that thought. We had to cut to our quick uh, break here. First uh, NFL trivia question. In 1989, a record trade was made that involved 18 players. Who was the primary big name player that caused all this ruckus? That's our trivia question. Stay with us. You're listening to Sports Ecom 101. Don't touch that dial. We're going to be right back. own an annuity, either fixed rate, indexed, or variable? Are you paying high fees and getting low returns? If so, Annuity General would like you to have this free book to learn the pitfalls and mistakes of buying an annuity. The Annuity Do's and Don'ts for Baby Boomers contains the little-known truths about annuities, like how to help reduce your fees and increase retirement income. And it's free. That's right, free. As a bonus, we'll also throw in a free annuity rate report just for calling. We researched over 1,000 annuities and summarized rates and benefits from financially strong insurers. You get annuity do's and don'ts for baby boomers and the annuity rate report, both absolutely free for calling Annuity General today. Hurry, supplies are limited. Call now. 800-760-1845. 800-760-1845. That's 800-760-1845. How is your car payment treating you? What if I told you you could make a free phone call right now and reduce your car payment by as much as $83 a month? Look at your car payment closely. You could be paying as high as 20% interest. Rate Genius can help you reduce your car payments by reducing your interest rate to as low as 2.48% APR. We can refinance most existing car loans or leased cars, new or used, and save you money every month. Put more money back in your pocket. The call is free to find out how low we can lower your car payment. Five minutes of your time right now could save you hundreds of dollars a year. Call Rate Genius now. 800-811-7913. 800-811-7913. That's 800-811-7913. Not all applicants qualify for a loan or rate savings. Actual offer terms, including APR, are determined at the time of your application based on creditworthiness, value of the vehicle, loan term, and other factors. One out of two Americans thinks their life is worthy of a book. Here's another startling stat. You may be one of the 15% of people who bothered to start your book and one of the 6% that got halfway through it, but your gem of an idea likely died. Or did it? Some published authors are making significant money, so join the ranks of the successful people that finish their books with help from Dorrance Publishing. Call right now and our experienced editors and writers will explain to you what it's going to take to get your book completely written, published, and then taken to market to sell it. It's a free consultation, so call right now. Find out how much time and money it takes to finally get that book idea of yours published. Make your dreams happen. Call Doran's Publishing right now. 800-485-6003. 800-485-6003. That's 800-485-6003. 
Welcome back to Sports Econ 101. One more time, I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with my co-host, Russell Jackman, and our special guest, Steve Baker. Our first NFL trivia question. In 1989, a record trade was made that involved 18 players. Who was the primary big-name player that caused all this ruckus? Is that Herschel Walker? That I, is think Hersh- I think it was a failed senatorial, failed senatorial candidate. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's, that's yeah. true. Herschel Walker, that is correct. Uh, it's, see, that, that was our easy question. Our third trivia question is fairly easy, if you know a little bit about history. And our second trivia question we're going to get to next time is actually, in my opinion, kind of a hard question. Um, but uh, anyway, so Steve, continue on. You're talking about like Phil Sims be, being more of an Iron Man uh, later on in his career when he was hurt earlier. I'm just saying, I mean, Jimmy Garoppolo has certainly been labeled as a, as a player who's injury prone. Um, I don't know if it's freak injury or if it's someone who has just been, I, whether it's unlucky or whether he's a guy that, that, uh, that tends to get injured. Um, you know, he certainly doesn't have great mobility, which makes him a little bit more um, exposed. I mean, we saw Brock Purdy last year was a little bit less injury prone, maybe because he had a little bit more escapability. But, um, you know, I think Jimmy Garoppolo is a really good quarterback. Um, I, I think I think he's a guy who could have taken the Niners to a, a championship game. He in fact did, and uh, and I think um, I think if the Raiders put enough around him, he, he could be successful there also. Uh, I I I'm, I'm going to take the opposite approach on that. I I don't I don't think so. Uh, my professional that's my professional opinion, um, and hopefully Brock Purdy will you know get over that uh, that against the Philadelphia Eagles that uh, kind of an uncanny type of um, injury. Um, Hopefully, I guess he had surgery on that elbow, right? Yep. What happened, what happened to Brock Purdy last year? I mean, Brock Purdy's run last year was, was almost unprecedented. Yeah. And you have to feel for him for having such a terrible injury at the end of the season. Gotcha. Um, So Steve, when I, in the first segment, I did kind of a intro as to sort of things I wanted to talk about. So, I was reading an article that talked about how running backs are not seeing the increases in pay compared to other positions. Uh, I mean, you represent uh, football players. Are you seeing the same sort of thing? And if you well, are, that's been why? a trend that's been going on. That, that's a trend that's been going on for a while. And why is that? Um, there's a bunch of factors. Um, one is that running backs tend to have much shorter careers because the, yeah. ne- the number of hits they take early in their careers that um that that given that they have a much shorter shelf life for lack of a better term yeah. um i think that's affected their pay then number one um number two because they tend to have shortened careers you in the nfl you don't make your money until your second contract so by the time you're on your second contract uh. you've already hit your peak so um uh, so that that's why you see, for example, when you know when with uh, with Dallas with um with with Elliot years ago, he had a holdout and got his money before he ever got to that second contract, which turned out to be an astute move on his part because his skills seriously eroded soon soon after that. Another factor is um, NFL teams have found that unless you're a super superstar, a good running back could fairly easily replace a very good running back. I mean, the 49ers for years have succeeded with mid-round draft choices at running back. Um, now, last year, to, to get them over the top, they went out and traded for a 
generational running back in McCaffrey. McCaffrey so, yeah. I mean, I, when you're, when you're that special, you can, you can get the money, but, uh, but short of that, it's hard to, I um, mean, even McCaffrey, I mean, McCaffrey makes le- much less than a top notch wide receiver. Although I'd all- offer that there's very few offensive weapons that are as good as McCaffrey. Exactly. Um, yeah. Cause he's not just biggest- a running back. You know, he's, he's got a lot of a now, lot more skills. Yeah. The, the real irony about the running back. The real irony about the running back position is, is you're talking about players who are generally the best athlete on the team. I have frequently advised players, you know, it's like, it's like there should almost be a, a country song. Mama, don't let your boys grow up to be, up to be cowboys. <laughs> in, in that, in that, I mean, you know, like you look at, you, you look at the, there's players that, that if they've been converted early in their career to a defensive back or a linebacker, they they have a they have a longer shelf life in the league. Um, I also think we're seeing, seeing a trend. We're we're seeing a trend by the NFL on a lot of teams to split the running back uh, reps between two to three running backs and to not have a bell cow running back. You do have them, but there's maybe six of them or eight of them in the league instead of you know thirty right. on the league. Yeah. yeah, I agree. I mean, you know, the, 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 occasionally you find a guy like a McCaffrey who's a jack of all trades, or a jackhammer like a like a Derrick Henry in Tennessee, or what Earl Campbell was once down in Houston, where you have a player who just wears down a team. But uh, and you know, obviously the the classic passed away earlier this year in Jim Brown, where you have a player who just dominates a game like that. But yeah. I think partly just the nature of the NFL game. Um, just the hits that running backs take, um, you, you just have a very shortened career. I mean, you know, when Jim Brown played, he was a man among boys. I mean, he was yeah. bigger than everyone and faster than everyone. Now, I mean, now you have, you know, you have safeties who are two, two, 225 pounds who run four three forties, and there's only so many hits you can take like that. Yeah. Well, also the linebackers are, uh, are, are in the front line, you know, 300 pounders. And don't you think we're we're seeing kind of a blurring between kind of like how in the NBA, you know, um, everybody now shoots a three pointer. Yeah. Don't we see kind of in this way that like um, in the NFL, that the positions between wide receiver, tight end and running back are beginning to blur a little bit and that you'll see guys, especially receivers like a Debo Samuels getting running plays and, and you'll see. Oh, without question. Uh, yeah, the the running backs get a lot of passing plays to try yeah. to get them, keep them from from having to go straight up the middle of the line and get crushed. Well, I mean, I think what's what's happened increasingly in all sports is um, GMs have had to look like venture capitalists at their team, trying to find innovative ways to gain gain some extra little advantage. Um, be it uh-huh. you know Bill Walsh in the '80s creating the West Coast offense. To Billy Bean in baseball using unique number analysis to get the most, you know, recognizing that on base percentage was more important than batting average, to basketball becoming a positionless sport, um, to the Giants recently bringing up some players that play multiple positions, you know, imitating what's happening with Otani in, 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 in Los Angeles. So I think or the uh, opener, there's, or, or that, that whole idea of having the opener, having your, your savers yeah. start the game and then work your way backwards to a starter. Without question. I mean, again, one of the things that's unique in sports <laughs> to any other business 
is in sports, you have a vested interest in every business being competitive. I mean, you have a draft, you have a salary cap. So everyone, you know, while, you know, while, while our country doesn't try to make Apple equal to Microsoft and the marketplace just happens mm-hmm. in sports, you have a, you have, you have an equal setting starting out where you have the same amount of money to spend and you keep the rules fairly mm-hmm. consistent. So there's, there's a real primacy put on innovative people who come up with some additional way to take advantage of something, be it a Debo Samuel, um, be it, yeah, you, you want to see it what the Warriors did. Things. You know, that, that, I mean, that's, that's, what the, that's what the audience wants is, you know, more competitiveness in teams. You know, you, you don't necessarily, I mean, yeah, sure. It's kind of fun to see, you know, a domination, but for the most part, people want to see, you know, a, a football game that ends, you know, 35, 34. Well, you, you disagreed with me on Garoppolo. I'm going to disagree with you on that. I think, <laughs> I think audiences want to see dynasties. Um, we well, dynasty, want there to be competition. Yeah. Competition is more, I mean, I, I get the dynasty part, but the the competition thing you know if you i mean how many times do people turn off a game after it's, it looks like it's a blowout now we've all learned that blowouts can turn around uh you know and, and oops i turned the channel and i shouldn't have but uh but, but well, somebody- I, I agree no one wants a blowout i mean you know yeah. in, in business we don't mind that microsoft might be dominating the world of ai if that helps competitiveness but in but in in sports yeah. um in sports there's a vested interest in and there being competition. That's why the worst team picks first in the draft. That's why, uh, I mean, there, there are many, many rules put in place to encourage competition. Interesting. Interesting. Um, let's see, we've got uh, about less than 30 seconds for this one here. Um, I, I just thought it was really interesting about this Belarusian uh, tennis player, Azarenka. She's booed off the court after losing to Ukrainian Svitolina, Svitolina, and the it seems like you know the crowd was taking it out on this woman tennis player. It has nothing to do with tennis. It it had just because of the fact that there was a war between the two countries. We know that that's the case. That you know war becomes sort of transition to sports, and that the sports rivalries then substitute for what happens on the battlefield than becomes what happens on the playing field. And, you know, as a, as a wrestling guy, I can tell you that, you know, that nationalism sort of sells and it's, it's what, what gives people that motivation to be, you know, over the top and, and to boo someone for something that really that lady has absolutely no responsibility. For. No, exactly. But just like Sergeant Slaughter, right. During, uh, yep. uh yeah. Okay. And, and yes. the late iron Sheik, the guy who just yes. lost. The iron yeah, Sheik. that's right. The, 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 the enemy. Okay. Hey, we're going to go to our second trivia question here on the NFL who set not only a Monday night football record, but tied an NFL record in 1996 for kicking seven field goals in one game, which, by the way, my dad told me, you want to be a football player? Become a kicker. All right. Stay with us. Sports Econ. Transcendence Theater Company invites you to a magical night underneath Wine Country's starlit sky in an enchanted evening. 
September 7th through the 17th at Beltane Ranch in Sonoma Valley. Don't miss the soaring vocals and sensational dancing in this salute to Broadway and beyond. You'll see why an evening at Transcendence is the best night ever. Get your tickets now at bestnightever.org. Tahoe Lakeshore Lodge and Spa provides guests with an all-lakefront hotel in South Lake Tahoe, where every lodge room and condominium has a view of the lake and mountains. Hotel rooms offer lodge pine furnishings, gas fireplace, and a full lake view. Condominiums offer private bedroom, full kitchen, and living area with a fireplace. Guests can relax or play on over 500 feet of private beach and enjoy a dip in the outdoor heated pool and hot tub that are also lakeside. Elements Day Spa, located inside the hotel, offers individual and couples packages with treatments inspired by Tahoe's nature. The Tahoe Lakeshore Lodge and Spa, located close to all of South Lake Tahoe summer and winter activities. Perfect for individual and group getaways to the lake and mountains. No added resort fees here. Call 800-448-4577 or go to TahoeLakeshoreLodge.com. Are you looking for something special to do with your family this summer? Look no further. Bring your loved ones to Alcatraz Island and explore the rich history of this iconic landmark. And here's a special offer. Book your family tour today and get a discounted family pack price, which includes two adults and two kids. Don't miss out on this amazing experience. Visit AlcatrazCityCruises.com to purchase your tickets before they sell out. That's AlcatrazCityCruises.com. Palio Restaurant's been the premier Italian restaurant serving downtown San Francisco since 1990. Palio features fine Italian fare and a Wine Spectator award-winning wine list, so there's no surprise it's been voted Best Italian Restaurant in the SF Weekly this year. Palio has consistently been voted one of the best restaurants in San Francisco by San Francisco locals. Palio's been in business for over 30 years and recently went through a complete remodel. Our guests can expect to receive the same excellence in food and service that has sustained us for over 30 years in a brand new and more modern space. Our 250-plus seat restaurant includes seating in four distinct spaces, making social distancing while dining easy in our establishment. All precautions are taken by staff to ensure a safe dining experience. Open Monday through Saturdays. Reservations are recommended. Visit paliosf.com to view our menus and make a reservation today. Welcome back to Sports Econ 101 one more time. Edward Brown along with Russell Jackman, our special guest, Steve Baker. Uh, second trivia question. Who set not only a Monday night football record, but tied an NFL record in 1996 for kicking seven field goals in one game? Anyone? I'm My guess would be Gary Anderson. No. I, I, I am going to say Vanderjack. No. Okay. He played for the Cowboys. And honestly, I don't even remember this guy. Chris Boniel? Barely. But I, you, I, I, you, we could have been here all after, you know, morning and afternoon. Yeah, we, <laughs> we were never gotten that. that okay. Russell, you know, you- what's funny, we, we were at the, at the break talking about, you know, you, you let your babies grow up to be, uh, don't let them grow up to be running backs but let them grow up to be field goal kickers but i said being a punter is probably a better move because uh you don't have to be as accurate and the game rarely rests completely on what you do as a punter 
Um, and w- one of the things to say, you can get clocked as a punter on a kick yeah. return. But are we seeing an end to the kick return, Steve? Do you think that's gonna gonna happen? That's evolving. Um, you know, they they changed the rules this year where you could fair catch a uh, a kickoff. Um, I know that um, there there's a whole group of players in the league that are in the league pretty much because of their ability to do to, to do. Um, kick kick um kick coverage so i mean it, it it's going to remove special a couple teams. jobs but yeah. but 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 at the same, it's going to remove some special teams jobs on the other side i mean the the concussion problem in the nfl has become um a sufficiently large problem that and they see that there's a um a, a, a tremendous correlation between concussions and injuries on kickoffs so that that, that could that could be going the way of the Pro Bowl. Okay, here's how they should do it. Just like rugby, a scrum. That's how the XFL did it, or at least the original yes, XFL. That's true. Remember, they put the ball in the middle of the field, and they had two guys run down and try to grab it. No, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a little different it's than it's difficult because yeah. It's difficult because one of the most exciting plays in the NFL is the kickoff return. Yeah, it can be. Um, and and yeah. you, have to, you have to do a cost-benefit analysis. You know, I mean, to me, you start with all this talk about preventing injuries when teams play even a second on artificial turf shows the hypocrisy because playing on artificial turf is like playing on concrete. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, to me, step one is professional football shouldn't be played on artificial turf. Step one. Um, number two, professional football players should have a week to rest between games. Number two. Yeah. Um, to me, those two things should happen before you start screwing around with the kickoff. But have, with the artificial turf, haven't they come up with softer artificial turf? It's softer, but it's not grass. I mean, okay. you, I, I have yet to find a professional athlete other than maybe a, uh, a running back who likes the traction yeah. um, uh, that would prefer to play on artificial turf. I mean, playing on, I mean, you know, go out to an artificial turf field one day and then go out to a grass field and, and see the difference between what it's like being hit on one of those fields. And the players are protesting it. I think there were a number of them filed a lawsuit to say uh, that they don't want to have to keep playing on artificial turf surfaces. And I strongly believe, I strongly believe that, uh, that to talk about health, and uh, to talk about health and, and allow football for one, again, another thing is, again, to me, Thursday night football is an aberration. I mean, to play on a Sunday, then play on a Thursday when the typical football player can't stand again until the following Saturday is ridiculous. And then you're going to um, involve but, international travel on top of that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, newsflash, you know. the almighty dollar has a huge effect on where things go. Yeah. You know, uh, 20 I, I, years ago. 20 years ago, people said you couldn't have gambling in sports. Uh, 20 years later, it's uh, Casablanca with, uh, yeah. with, uh, with Claude Rain saying, I'm shocked there's gambling going on here. Yeah, but what do you think about those players who were fined for gambling? What did you guys think about that? That was I think, I think I think they should be fined. I think, uh, I think that there's clear rules against gambling. Um, yes, it's somewhat hypocritical that, that the leagues are now so involved in it. But there are the, the, the leagues recognize that if gambling ever really infiltrates into the sport, it can yeah. destroy the sport. It becomes it becomes highlight, and uh, 
um, yeah. or horseback or horse racing that doesn't involve the triple crown. Um, the, it's so necessary for the games to be seen as fair and, 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 and that nothing's going on surreptitious behind that they have to do whatever they can to, to draw the line. Um, I mean, what happens when you have why a, I, I, what happens when you have I'm a sorry? football player who's friends with a basketball player and they, they, you know, they're doing all this game. That's why like gambling, even between the sports, you go, well, you know, football player, let's say he has nothing to do with basketball, but there's too much that the impropriety could happen. So it would be really oh, I mean, Let's start with what, what, I mean, the whole reason Vegas is so successful is because the odds are, are tilted in a way such that over time, they, they're not going to lose money. You Casinos know, weren't roulette, built on winner's you, money. That's Casinos right. were not built on winner's <laughs> money. So exactly. my grandfather. No, I mean, you look at the game of roulette. You look at the game of roulette. I mean, you know, it pays 35 to one, but there's 37 numbers. And now they're about to put a 30. They're about to put triple zero on the, on the roulette wheel. Oh, is that right? There he is. Actually, there's 30, uh, there's 38. There's already 30. Isn't it? There, isn't it 36 plus the zero and double zero? I think so. Oh, yes. No, it's actually 38. They're, they're, they're trying to make the odds one step worse. And yeah. similarly, that where, what, what, what keeps sports commissioners up at night is you know when there's a line on a game and a gambler gets to one key linebacker who misses a tackle in one key spot that changes the odds just a little bit. You know, you look at the whole experience with referees. Yeah, yeah but wait a minute though. If, if, but if you're if you're Vegas, in theory, don't you want exactly half the money on one side, half the money on the other, and you're just taking the big? <laughs> no, that's exactly it. What I'm saying is is that is is this, the, the thing that will keep commissioners up at night is gamblers behind the scenes looking for a little bit of an edge. And, you know, in sports where there's so, I mean, you know, not every player is making $40 million a year. So, I mean, when you have some guy making it, you know, that, that, that's going to have one year in the league and the risk that a gambler can get to that person, that keeps commissioners up at night. Back in the, in the mid-80s, um, a agent with a lot of ties to gamblers signed a number of the first rounders in the NFL draft mm. and the NFL went out of their way to, to shut that guy down because they were so terrified how it could affect games. Yeah. You know what? And then of course, talk about the uh, 2002 Sacramento Kings versus the LA Lakers. Oh yeah. Yeah, you know that was a a huge deal, and and I could uh, bore all of you guys with stories about Jack Molinas, who was a fraternity brother of my my dad's. I I don't know if you've ever heard of Jack Molinas. I talked about him before on on this show, but he was the first guy to get caught in professional sports gambling uh, in 1954 uh, for the uh, Fort Wayne Pistons and was taken off of his first and only all-star appearance. Well, obviously you got to go back to 1919 before that for, you know, the Black Sox scandal. But uh, the, I was going to say that, um, uh, shoot, lost my train of thought. I'm sorry. I'm thinking, I'm thinking of Nick Nolte in the movie Blue Chips, recognizing huh. that one of the players threw a game. So, I mean. Wow, I haven't thought about that been movie in a long time. Shaq O'Neal's <laughs> oh, first. Oh. You, you know, no, I was gonna say. I was gonna say. You know what? They go back to Sonny Liston should have beaten Muhammad Ali. He, the, the guy was the Phantom uh, Punch. Yes, the, the Phantom, Phantam Phantam Punch. Punch. Yeah, I mean, you you know, when you look at back at how how good Sonny Liston really was, and nobody ever, everyone just always thinks about 
you know, ah, yeah, you lost to Muhammad Ali first time, you know, blah, blah, blah. But that guy was a real bruiser. Um, uh, so, yeah. I feel pretty comfortable that Muhammad Ali beats Sonny Liston. On that one, I feel pretty good. Yeah. But but in their rematch was the Phantom Punch, and that was always something I've wondered about. Oh, yeah. They, they've done a lot of documentaries on that. In fact, I watched a, a thing about uh, a mob, about the mob, and I can't remember which guy it was. Uh, you know, Lepke Buckalter, one of those uh, guys who, uh, uh, I mean, they, there's so much. A, 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 of course, you know, you watch these things and you don't know how real it is, but they put it together a little bit uh, uh, carefully to where there, were, there, were, there was a, a big insinuation. You know, when you have mob people and you have boxing and you have a guy who loses who shouldn't have, you know, like, the, again, the phantom punch. And you see that. And it's ridiculous how, uh, I mean, it, it, it didn't even look real. You know, it's like you think that a guy would know how to fall so that it looks real. Well, I'm just uh, glad. I'm just glad that Bruce Willis didn't take the fall in Pulp Fiction. You know, so I mean, that's right. Got to kind of remake the uh, uh, the uh, thing. You know, it's funny. I, I I told this story once before, and I want to just get this off my list here. So my uh, and again, I don't know if it's true, but it makes for a good story. So my father-in-law played for the Pittsburgh Steelers for a short time before they had the uh, face masks. And it, I, I think it was like a, like a, they had a minor league team. Um, and he was, he was a, a halfback. And he, I asked him, I said, well, what happened? You know, why, why did you get out of football? And he says, well, one time he goes on a Saturday night, it rained like crazy. And they obviously didn't take care of the fields the way that they you know do now. And he said, if you look back at old films, it almost was like rugby where, you know, you could just keep tackling the guy with the ball. Uh, and, and if you watch NFL films from the forties and stuff like that, you know, it, it, it's true. Right. And he said, one time this one guy got tackled and he, everyone just kept piling up on him and the guy died in a mud puddle. Ooh. He couldn't breathe. Wow. Yeah. Oh, I, I, I don't know if the story is true, but it made for a good story. That's for sure. Um, and, he, and after that, he goes, yeah, this game's getting a little too dangerous. I think I'm going to go. I think I'll be a moving man. <laughs> um, so, Steve, we got a quick minute here. Now, then, then, you have the, then you have the funny, ver you have the funny version of that from the longest yard where, where uh, Ray Nitschke was destroying Burt Reynolds and they called the play twice that, all piled on top of him. So yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I still remember the line. Where he goes, he goes, what was that? He goes, a quick kick. What's that? What's that worth? <laughs> Three points for that. <laughs> you know what? That was that. Was, that the original movie. I mean, the, the remake was a, was okay, and Adam Sandler did a pretty decent job. But it no. featured featured my pal Dalip Singh. Yes. Uh, yes. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah guy that I've worked with oh, personally. It also had it also, they also had Joe Cap. They had two Tool Jones. And oh, the first one. In the first one, Joe Cap. Joe Cap, I believe, was one of the prison guards. And Richard gotcha. Keel. And so and Richard Nee, yeah. Uh, and Richard yeah, Keel from Jaws. From, from Jaws, yeah. The guy who played Jaws. Yeah. And then, and then Burt Reynolds, may, he, was care, he was not caretaker, but he was the old guy uh, from the first one. Uh, right. So he, he makes an appearance, which is, kind of, which is pretty cool. One of his and, last. Okay. I, okay. Who were, who, who were the wardens in both movies? In the first uh, one, who's the warden? Well, the warden in the the warden in the first movie was the guy who was in who was in the Robbie Benson movie. 
I remember that. Uh, the, uh, well, no, no, no. I think you're. I think he was. Uh, it was Eddie Albert. Oh yes. Uh, oh, you're right. You're right. You're right. Yeah, yeah. I, I know which guy you're thinking of. Uh, you're thinking about one on one, which I can't seem to find anymore uh, <laughs> on the movies. And uh, and then who who was uh, the second one? The warden. Oh man, I'm James I'm, Cromwell, the old uh, Stretch oh, Cunningham yeah. from All in the Family. Okay, here's yeah. our third trivia question: The 1966 season saw the first NFL team score 70 points in a regular season game. Which team embarrassed the New York Giants 72 to 41? That's our trivia question. Stay with us, Sports Econ 101. We'll be right back with some closing comments. So that's that. Now. Do you have Medicare and do you use a CPAP machine? This is a national health care alert regarding your CPAP supplies. Using a clean CPAP mask and clean supplies is important to staying healthy. The best way to make sure your CPAP equipment is clean is to get new supplies. If you have Medicare, we have great news. Medicare will pay for you to have new clean supplies every 90 days. We'll even do all the paperwork for you to make sure that there's little to no out-of-pocket cost to you. And you don't even have to leave your home. We provide free in-home delivery. So if you're a CPAP user and you have Medicare, staying healthy with new CPAP equipment is easy. Just make this free phone call right now to get started. Sponsored by Specialty Medical. 800-913-9739. 800-913-9739. That's 800-913-9739. If you're taking a calcium supplement, it's probably not doing what you think it is. That's because you still lose bone density with traditional calcium supplements. That's where calcium from algae comes in. Algae Cal Plus doesn't just stop bone loss. It's the only supplement ever shown to increase bone density in clinical studies. That's right. Algae Cal Plus increases bone density, even if you're in your 80s. That's because your bones need more than just calcium and vitamin D to stay strong. There are actually 13 minerals and 3 vitamins needed to build healthy new bone. And Algae Cal Plus contains all of them, and it's proudly made in the USA. Your calcium doesn't increase bone density. Algae Cal Plus does. Talk to one of our bone health consultants today and see how Algae Cal Plus can start increasing your bone density. Call now. 800-437-8217. 800-437-8217. That's 800-437-8217. How would you like to publish and sell your own audiobook? Great stories deserve great storytelling. Audiobook Network provides professional voice actors and full production services for every author's manuscript. You'll choose from one of our many voice actors. Bring your story to life with audiobooks. Consumers are mobile these days, and having an audiobook helps authors reach a larger customer base, which increases book sales. From narration, production, and editing to distribution, promotion, and sales, Audiobook Network does it all for you. 
We hold your hand throughout the entire production process. We'll create an audiobook that you can be proud of. It doesn't cost or take as much time as you may think. In fact, for us, it's pretty easy. It's what we do. If you've got a published print book, ebook, or even a manuscript, give Audiobook Network a call right now and get our free audiobook guide. 800-514-0521. 800-514-0521. That's 800-514-0521. Welcome back to Sports Econ 101. Edward Brown along with Steve Baker and Russell Jackman. Last time for today. Uh, 1966 season saw the first NFL team score 70 points in a regular season game. Which team embarrassed the New York Giants 72 to 41? I will say Pittsburgh. No. Steve? No idea. Oh, do we lose Steve? No, he's there. Steve, who is it? I know. Yeah, Steve just said he doesn't know. He's oh, Steve. Okay, it was the Washington Redskins. Back then, oh. back then they were called the Redskins. All right, you guys ready for our thoughts? Well, I, I was about, I was about to answer Herschel Walker, but I thought that yeah. <laughs> yeah, he scored all seventy-two points. Okay, 72. here's here's our thoughts for the day. Did you hear about the Italian chef who died? He passed away. Mm. oh bad that's a bad one okay and a man is suing that's smart- like my daughter's favorite my daughter when she was four's favorite joke was why do you want ice at a comedy show go ahead uh, so easy to crack up ice cream oh see crack up that's cute okay and a man is suing smart water for not making him smart and i like to formally announce my lawsuit against thin mints all right Tune in next week to Sports Econ 101. We're going to be discussing sports topics from a business perspective and asking more sports trivia questions. Thanks for listening. And Steve, thank you again for being our guest. Always a pleasure to have you. On behalf of our team, I'm your your host, Edward Brown. We'll see you next week. Adios. So long. Adios. You're listening to the Sports Byline USA Broadcast Network.